Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. Lucy's Carol, it was written by a five-year-old girl about Christmas many years ago, but I just love it. Um, her mother wrote it down when she, when she said it. It says, when the baby borned, Joseph said to Mary, what am I going to do about this little born Jesus baby Christ? I never knew it was going to be like this with all these angels and kings and shepherds and stars and things. It's got me worried, I can tell you, on Christmas Day in the morning. Mary said to Joseph, not to worry, my darling, dear old darling Joseph. Everything's going to be all right, because the angel told me not to fear. So, just hold up the lamp so I can see the dear, funny, sweet little face of my darling little born Jesus baby Christ. Joseph said to Mary, behold, the handyman of the Lord. Happy Christmas, happy Christmas. Christ is born today. I love that. I want to talk today about making every day like Christmas. And there are two things about Christmas that I think make it special. It's family and it's gifts. Obviously there's food in there as well, but we generally have a lot of food all the time. But family and gifts. And the thing about Christmas that's different from every other day of the year is this whole idea that you don't have to earn your place at the table. That's the family aspect, isn't it? You are part of the family, whether you've been good or bad. It doesn't matter what the song says, there isn't a naughty and nice list, and we don't exclude some people. We say, if you're in our family, you're at the table. Family is so important. The world says, you can only be in my group if you meet my criteria. But at Christmas we say, come on in. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how naughty you've been. You don't have to earn your place and say, yes, that child, yes, they can come in, that child can't. We're family. And the second thing is gifts. And this is very similar. You know, in the world, everything about the world says, earn your place, earn your salary, earn your degree or your exam place. Everything is about earning, earning, earning. But at Christmas, it's about a gift that you didn't earn and you could never have earned. And it's those two things about Christmas that I want us to look at today and say, let's try and make every day like Christmas from that point of view. Family is what church is supposed to be like. Church is not supposed to be like the corporate world, where you have to be part of an organizational structure and work your way through the ladder and make sure you adhere to the, the company policies on all sorts of different rules. Family, that's what it's all about. And I have been so excited and pleased to see several new people come into our church family in the last three months, I think we've had eight people give their lives to the Lord and they're brand new into the family of God. But I want to say the way that you will find your place and grow in this family is by relationships. 
It's not by listening to Greg's sermon or James's sermon. It's by relationships with other people. And so please, please get involved. Get to know one another. Um, in the new year, we're doing a course moving to maturity or moving forward with God. For nine weeks, all the life groups are going to come together at Cooper's Coffee on a Thursday night starting the 25th of January. And we're going to go through a course together, but then we're going to split into small groups around tables to discuss. And it's so important that we have family relationships. So please, please don't just come to church on a Sunday and leave again without forming close family relationships. So just to press home a little bit more about this family and gift idea, I want you to imagine a businessman, this is a fictitious businessman. Names have been changed to protect the innocent. This is not real events. Imagine a businessman who has been a self-made man. He, he started from nothing. He didn't have any family wealth, but he worked hard and he studied hard and he used his own grit and determination and talents and abilities and he built a business and he got staff and he built client relationships and he made a fortune and he worked hard. And every day of his life is a competition and a struggle. He's trying to earn and he's trying to treat his staff well, but they are still staff. And he's got to make sure they stay in line. And he's trying to treat his clients and his customers well, but they are still customers. And he comes into Christmas Day wearing not a business suit, but his pajamas. And he lands on the couch and there's a Christmas tree and there's children screaming and shouting. They jump on his lap and it's the exact opposite of his other life. It's about family where you're just one of the family, not about customers and staff and clients and promotions. And it's about gifts, where somebody gives you something because they love you, not because you've earned it. And I want to say that is the feeling of a person coming to the real relationship with Jesus that the Bible talks about. It's a, it's a thing of coming and saying, I'm now a son. I'm a child of God. I'm not trying to be his servant, trying to obey a bit of rules. When I sin, I don't say, oh, oh I've broken the rules. I say, I've broken my daddy's heart. It's a different feeling. And when I come into the family, I'm not bringing in the world's thing of I'm trying to work through the rungs of a, of a system and trying to impress people and trying to get promoted and get my agenda. Suddenly I'm in a place of acceptance because we, sell, we all serve the same God and we have the same dad. And that is what Christianity is about. And that's what Christmas is about. And I just would love to be able to shout to the whole world the idea of Christianity that everyone thinks is Christianity, that's not it. It's about family and gifts. And it's not about the corporate world being brought into a sanctimonious environment. No, no. It's about Christmas every day. That is what Christianity is all about. And if you haven't seen Christianity in that light, I just pray that you would look a bit deeper. Keep looking. Get bonded in to the family of God and see what God has for us. I just want to say that there are times where we have to bring in the rules of the world into church, but it's always because 
we are failures as um, we, we, we have, we bring in the weakness of the world in with us. And so sometimes a pastor will fail and there has to be discipline involved and there has to be some kind of structure and we bring the rules of the world in. But it's never God's initial intent. It's always because somebody messed up. But family and gifts is supposed to be the main thing, the front and center thing that everybody sees. Now, I want to just talk about three responses. If you have been part of a real Christmas, there are three responses that will always come out of it. Imagine you get there on Christmas morning and there's all these gifts, and somebody gives you a gift, and it's got beautiful wrapping paper, and you read the little note on it, and it says, from whoever it is, and you realize that person, out of the goodness of their heart, out of love for you, not because you deserved it, not because they were trying to get anything out of you, just because they love you, they bought you a gift. They thought about you and they bought you a gift. And your heart melts and you open the gift and you realize, wow, this is so precious. This is really expensive. They must have sacrificed to buy me this. This is amazing. The three responses are always the same. Number one, I'm grateful. Thankfulness. Number two, um, I want to give to others. I've received such a wonderful gift. I want to make sure that other people get wonderful gifts from me. And then number three, and this is an important one, I put the gift on. You know how you can tell which gifts a person is really grateful for? Is they wear it or they use it after Christmas. You can tell whether they like the jumper that you bought them because they put it on straight away and they spend the whole of Christmas Day wearing the jumper. Now, I hope I haven't put undue pressure on some people <laughs> for tomorrow. But the responses are always the same. I'm grateful, I pass it on, and I put it on. Amen? And I just want to talk about these three things briefly for the rest of my time today. Number one, thankfulness. Friends, thankfulness is the sign of a person who has understood Christianity correctly. The family and the gift aspect of Christianity. If we receive it and understand it, we will be thankful people. Thankful people. There are so many verses. 1 Thessalonians 5 and Ephesians 5 say, Give thanks for all things. Give thanks in all circumstances. A Christian is a person who is always giving thanks to God, even in bad circumstances. Why? Why do we give thanks in bad circumstances? A couple of reasons. Number one, we know that God works those bad things for good in our lives. And number two, we thank Him, please hear me now, because when we thank God, the Bible says, that God inhabits the praises of His people. When we thank Him, we're not saying to Him, take this bad circumstance away. We're saying, God, you come into the middle of this bad circumstance with me. And as I praise Him, He floods in and I can handle all the difficult things that are around me. And I just want to stop and say, if you have been praying prayers, always saying, please, 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 and not getting the results you think you should get. I think the answer is because you're not saying thank you in your prayers. Enough. Philippians 4 verse 6 says, We pray 
in, with prayer and supplication, but with thanksgiving always. We always pray with thanksgiving. If our prayer is not a thank you prayer, it's not a biblical prayer. Let me just show you how this works in practice. Imagine you are praying that God would, um, I don't know, give you a, a promotion at work. And you pray on day one. You say, God, please, please. But you don't say thank you. You say, please. And then on, at the end of day one, you didn't get your promotion. You start on day two and you say, please, again, the level of faith that you'd risen to on day one, you go right back to level zero again on day two because you're starting again with the same please. Your faith never rises beyond one day's worth of faith because it's just please, please, please. And then when it doesn't happen at the end of the day, oh, well, let's go back to saying please again. But if you say thank you prayers, this is how it goes. Thank you, God, that you have good plans for me, that you bring promotion and not men, that you are leading me into all your good and perfect plans. Thank you, God, for my promotion. That is a totally different kind of prayer. And at the end of day one, I don't have to go back to level zero again. The beginning of day two, I say, thank you, God, that you are still bringing me my promotion. And I just go to level two, level three, level four in faith. Because thank you builds my faith. Please reduces my faith. Say thank you to God when you pray. Don't say please. The other great thing about it, if we say thank you, it forces us to find a promise in the Bible that we're thanking him for. And then we know that our prayers are God's will. And the Bible says if we pray anything according to his will, we know that he hears us. So pray thank you prayers. Be thankful people. Thank you is the first response to real Christian Christmas life. The second one is we pass it on. We pass on forgiveness. The Bible says that we have received forgiveness as a gift. There's a verse in Romans 6 verse 23 where it compares the world and trying to please God and living away from God to real Christmas Christianity. And it says the wages of sin is death. Wages means something that I earn. It means I've signed a contract, I've agreed to fulfill certain requirements, and if I do all those things, then I will earn my wage at the end of the day. It says the wages of sin is death. When I live apart from God, I've signed a contract with the devil, he whips his whip and he says sin, and I say yes sir, and I inherit the wages which is death. But then it says, but the gift of God is eternal life. And that is so different. When I've received that gift of forgiveness, when I've realized I don't have to earn it, I can just say, thank you, God, that Jesus' death on the cross was enough to forgive me. I will pass on forgiveness to other people. And that's why Jesus could say in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our sins as we have forgiven the sins of those who sinned against us. It goes together. At the end of Matthew 18, Jesus told a story about a man who'd been forgiven millions of debt by a king, but then he wouldn't allow another man to, to be let off from a few dollars or pounds that he owed him. And he said, that man is not a Christian. He says he's going to be tormented because he didn't understand the gift that he'd been given. When I've received forgiveness, I will forgive others. If I'm not forgiving others, it means I haven't understood the great, huge gift that I've received. So I will always pass it on. 
When you've been given a gift of the magnitude of the salvation that we've received, you will forgive those who sin against you, no matter how bad it is, that the, the thing that they've done. And then thirdly, we put it on. We put it on. If I've received this family and this gift, this Christmas Christianity from God, I will put it on. I will say thank you God that not only have you forgiven and washed me clean, but you've given me everything I need for life and godliness, to live for you, to live like you want me to live. I'm putting on the jumper of Christianity. Ephesians 4 verse 24 says, we put on the new man created in true righteousness and holiness to be like God. We put him on. We say, yes, I am forgiven and clean, and look, I'm living differently. If a person says they've received Christianity, this Christmas Christianity, but then they don't live differently, they haven't put it on, they never received the gift. It will always change my life. And so I want to close today by saying, the Christianity that you may have thought of may not be the real thing. It's like Christmas Day. It's family, where we belong, not because of anything we've done, but because we are a son. We can't be unadopted. God says, you are my child. And it's a gift. It's not because I've earned it. And if you haven't understood that, or perhaps you heard it, but somehow over the years it's changed for you, and you're not thinking of Christianity like that anymore, today is the day we can get back on track. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes with me and imagine Christmas Day in heaven. And I arrive there and God says, my son, my daughter, welcome, come on in. He says, you're part of the family, sit at the table. It's not because of anything you've done. You say, but I don't deserve it. He says, come on in. And then he gives me this gift. He says, my son Jesus died for you that you could be washed clean, forgiven completely. And he puts the gift on me. He says, you are now righteous and you can live righteously. And I say, thank you, God. I'm, I'm humbled. I worship him. I, I, I'm no longer trying to strive to, to make myself better or to make others think of me as, as good. I say, thank you, God. I'm humbled. I'm just a beggar who's just been blessed with so much. Thank you, God. And I put it on and I walk out of there and I live differently. I pray that that's, that's the Christmas that you have today. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. And please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.